Grace, it's turkey week. Turkey week. Do you eat the turkey? Uh, yeah, if somebody else cooks it. Oh, wow. All right. Thanksgiving <laughs> is here. It's, what, three days away? Something like that, yeah. Man, this time of year for me is the fastest time of year out of all the times of the year. Um, you're at the you're, so you're at the front of the pack when it comes to Turkey Week. When it comes to the the time the the days flying by. Yeah, okay, I think yeah, because <laughs> of mostly because of hunting season and just the holidays and just the gawness. I don't know. It just goes really fast. Before you know it, it's New Year's Day and it's yeah. all over. All right. Are we, do you want to start the show or you want, you drinking tea there? What do you, what do you I'm got? Drinking, I'm drinking some decaf coffee. Cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. Let me get to where I need to be here. And you, are you ready? I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath. I'm ready to go. All right. This past week, we have made some Eastern States runners wait and anticipate, which has been really great. Now let's spill some beans on episode 38. Woo! I'm Eric Idiot Runner Kosek. And I'm Grace Hot Pants Langheim. Eric is all business in the front of the pack, and I am all about the party in the back. That's right. Business up front and party in the back. Together, we are the Running Mullet. And we are going to talk about every aspect of running, the podium to the DNF and everything in between. If you are a runner, this show is for you. Now sit back, get out your foam roller and enjoy the party. Oh, it didn't cut me out that time. Thank goodness. Yeah. Hey, look, I got a surprise for you. I, I need to show you and the rest of the viewers that are watching uh-huh. my butt. I can't wait to see your butt. Yeah, let's see what we can do here. Do you see that, Grace? I see a little bit of it. I don't know. Keep it there for a minute. Yeah, that's what you're seeing there, Grace, is uh-huh. idiot runner sweatpants. And I got boxes of them in my living room. Yeah. So if anybody's watching, <laughs> needs a pair, they're, they're available. You just go, got to go find them on the idiotrunner.com thing. Yeah, if you need to cover your butt. I think they're handy in the in the winter time. I was just talking to a newer newish runner about this when you're done running in the cold, you got to take off all the cold gear, you got to get into some warm cozy, some cozies. Yeah. Yeah, and they are cozy. I mean, that you know, I totally forgot about the whole pocket thing. I didn't I forgot to like look for for the different ones that had pockets. I kind of You got sweatpants it. without pockets? It's not. Who are you? What yeah, is I wrong will. with your brain? All right, just let it go. Let it go. I just want let's get by that and they are very comfortable and soft though. I've been wearing them as my daily evening wear for since I've gotten them. All right. Well, that's just another reason to wear a fanny pack. So. Hey, and before we go any farther, do you see this this noggin cover I got on here? Yeah, how come it's There's not on more, my noggin? It, I, I know it's it's gonna come to you, Grace. You already made a made a scene last episode. These there's more coming. There's 25 of these coming. Exact same ones. Reflective, orange because it's hunting season. They're the warmest, like fleece lined on the inside. Alrighty, how was your weekend? Okay, you're really cutting me off. <laughs> 
I didn't know. I didn't know we were on QVC. I'm done now. I didn't, I didn't now. know this was QVC. Oh man, don't even ask me how my weekend was because I could go probably on and on about my weekend. It was not running related, but it was probably one of the happiest days of my life because I'm big and I'm a big hunter and. Uh, Lauren and I managed to get a bear together, which for those of people that hunt on public property and things like that, they understand how hard of a thing that is. So very special day for me. Very cool. Very cool. Awesome. Yep. I did zero running. Um, My weekly mileages are like insanely low right now. But this is the one time of year that my that priorities, uh, my you know, hunting is it takes priority over running and it, I, I feel like it's a good thing for me because it kind of gives me a, a break from running. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But really good weekend. And, uh, it just makes me smile. What about you? What'd you do? Uh, did a little bit of running. I love taking people to trails that they've never been to. And so I got to take, uh, my friend Tori, who's new to running, new to trail running. I've heard about Tori. Yeah, and I got to take her to Yuri Overlook, and it's a beautiful section overlooking the Susquehanna River in Pennsylvania, so that was a lot of fun, and then went bike riding with Jason. It was It's his birthday today, so we had a good little birthday weekend. It was fun. Happy birthday, Jason. Yeah. What did Jason get for his birthday? Anything? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he caught he caught a big prize that he got it early. So uh, for the weekend, we just uh, you know we did dinner dinner and a show. But he got a mountain bike earlier Ooh. this year. Yeah. yeah, so that was <laughs> that was kind of a that was a biggie kind of birthday Christmas big. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. So we got earlier this year so that we could play on our mountain bikes for the rest of the season, which we did, and we got to take them out this weekend too. Cool. So what does your what does your Thanksgiving day since I probably won't even talk to you till after Thanksgiving at this point what does that uh, entail for you basically? Uh, going over to the in-laws. I don't have any family here in Pennsylvania so I head over to the in-laws and uh, Jason's mom's boyfriend Bob is a phenomenal cook. He like he he does uh, big barbecues for like weddings and stuff like that. So he he will cook no less than probably four or five meats. Holy moly! Some of it he probably killed himself and smoked himself. <laughs> so right. he he's got a five car a five car garage that he turned into a kitchen, and wow. uh, yeah, he's got a smokehouse, and we go over there, and there's probably like ten of us. And he will, he'll make so much food, but it's, it's really good. So yeah, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Are you, uh, are you doing any kind of turkey trotting of any sorts? Yes. I hold, this is the fourth or fifth annual. I think it's, I think it's the fifth annual wild and hot turkey trot, uh, which is me and a couple of my friends. We do a shot of fireball and then we run a 5k in the woods and we quote unquote run, we stop a lot for photos and it's at the same time as the turkey trot. So anybody who doesn't want the crowds of the turkey trot can come to the wild and hot turkey trot with me. And very nice. That's what we do. It's fun. Very, very nice. Um, all right. Um, one last housekeeping thing. I have to give a shout out to Johnstown running club. They have a live watch party uh -huh. going on right now. Stephanie Daniels organized. So 
We're got, we're getting. I think we're big time at this point. Wait, wait, wait. Can you rewind and sound excited about that? I'm super excited. <laughs> you were like, this is Jeff Daniels this is a watch party. So I'm gonna give a shout out. Good job, guys. Oh. Okay. Now she's gonna make fun of me. Here we go. This is the show. Yeah. All right. Um, we're what are we talking about? We're gonna have on my good friend Jade, Fred Jade, friend, friend Jade. We're gonna have on Jade. Let's bring yeah. her on. I hope there is some human beings watching this show right now that possibly are thinking about in the future maybe signing up for the Eastern States 100 mile race this August because. Mm-hmm. There, we, we have some some good little nuggets for them. But yeah, we're not giving them out. We're going to make them watch the whole show. That's how this stuff works. That's right. First, I have a story to tell. And a lot of people have heard this story before. And I'm going to tell it anyway. Because now I get to tell it with you, Jade. Nah. And it is, it's how we met. Nah. Okay. No. This is one of my okay. favorite stories. So there are a few people and you, you're probably, you probably have this too, Eric. There are a few people who like shaped how I think about trail running and what I love about trail running. There are a couple of people who I've met on my journey that was like, oh, that's what this is all about. And um, Jade was probably the the second person who really just had this huge um, influence on, on how I felt about the whole trail scene and ultras and all that. So I signed up for the World's End 50K, which is in Pennsylvania. Beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous race. And I was supposed to, although I, although I run, had run races and I got into running by myself, when it came to trail races and ultras, a lot of times I would at least know one other person who was in it. I can't say that for my first one, but uh, I was supposed to go up to World's End with a friend and she had something come up at the last minute. And I was like, okay, I'm going to drive three hours away, go to this, you know, super eight motel by myself and go to this race. I, I don't know the course. I don't know anything about it. I'm going to do it anyway. And so I went and, and it is just the coolest vibe and I'm having a blast and I'm, you know, probably, probably went out a little bit too fast. And uh, I'm going along, and it was coming into Stone Pond. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. a little bit before that. Yeah, yeah, a little bit before Stone's Pond. There is a runner ahead of me, and the runner is sitting down on a log. And you know, you kind of slow down and say, "Hey, you okay?" And usually they're like, "Yeah, I'm totally fine." And you just keep on running. And this person was like, "No, I'm not okay." And I stop in my tracks. I'm like whoa, what's going on? And, um, you know, later on we found out that runner had dislocated, she dislocated her elbow, right? Elbow. Oh, so gross. Yeah. Yeah. Her name's dad and she's awesome, awesome person too. So I, um, I stop and I'm like, oh, okay, let's, you know, let's take care of you. Make sure you're okay. And Jade is right behind me. She stops and she's like, hey, she sees something going on. And she's like, okay, I'm here to help. And uh, we start talking to Deb, trying to make sure she's okay. We're like, okay, you can either walk to the next aid station or we can backtrack to the intersection. I don't even know what intersection that was. 
I don't know. We ended up going forward to an intersection. Yeah. Did we go forward? Okay. Yeah, we went forward to an intersection. It was before, it, like you cross the road and then you go continue on to yeah. some time. So we were at that, whatever crossing that is. I don't know. I'm directionally challenged, but. <laughs> we got up to an intersection. <laughs> Yeah. And we told these runners like, Hey, can you go? Uh, Deb was like, I can't get to the next intersection, the next aid station. This is terrible. She's in so much pain. So we send runners ahead. We're like, can you go get help? And because of the roads back way back there, I mean, it, it takes a while for somebody to come along. And I think we were stopped for a little over an hour. Yeah. We were cold. I know that. Yeah, we stopped and waited for a little over an hour. Uh, so I'm there, Jade's there, Deb's there. Help comes along, and Jade's like, I've done this race before. She doesn't have any family or friends here. She's from Michigan. So am I. <laughs> um, and then isn't she from Michigan? No. I think so. Where's she from? She was Where's from, from? Scranton Wilkesbury area. Scranton Wilkesbury area. Oh, close, Grace, real close. Anyway. I mean, super close. They're like right next to each other. Very similar. <laughs> so anyway, well, I'm a, she's like, I'm going to drop and I'm going to go with her to the hospital. And in my brain, you know, I had only seen a couple of trail races before. For the most part, you see road races. And in road races, I mean, somebody's hurt. You like jump over them and keep going, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm sure there's there's plenty of people who would stop in a road race as well. But it's for the most part, they rely on roaming medics to take care of people. Right. And and she just is like, yeah, I'm going to drop out of a 50K that I paid for and go take care of somebody else so that they have company. And that just I'm like, this is an amazing sport. And she's like, yeah, you go on ahead. You've never done this before. You You go. You go. And I tell you what, it just boost, I, it did something for me. And I remember leaving that aid station and throwing, I, at this point, I'm, I think, second to last. Because <laughs> we were there for a while. I'm like, mm -hmm. second to last. Um, but I'm like, eh, I, I should be okay. Because I don't, I, at this point, I'm so new to ultras that I don't understand that there is such a thing as a cutoff or sweepers. You know, I didn't, I didn't totally understand that I could get cut. So I throw on my headphones, I put on some LaKelly 47, and I just start flying through the woods. I get to the last aid station. I'm one of the last people there. And they're like, what do you need? I said, give me a beer and bacon and the top off of water. And they were like, we got you. And give me, give me a big old hug. And I slammed a beer and I ate some bacon off the plate. And I had a little bit of water. I start running downhill. Probably shouldn't have had the entire beer. I come into that finish line and I it was just like the coolest experience and that's the kind of experience that i like everybody should have everybody should have something like that in trail running so that is that's how i met jade that's is that how you remember it jade yes yes <laughs> i went to michigan part yeah but yeah no i do it was yeah. I, that was a period of time for me that it seemed like i think that's when i was like i i have to stop running ultras for a while because it seemed like every race i ran something bad happened to somebody around me. So I was starting to take it personally. Um, so I, I, yeah, it was really bizarre. 
You were um, worried you were the bad luck or something. Huh? I, I really was. There was like this dark cloud and I, I Seriously. Well, in my head, you were this little little angel who just came along to help people and teach them how to be good stewards of the trail. Oh, well, I appreciate that because, yeah, yeah, and I think it's definitely important to point that out. Like she, she did what I hope I, I would think a lot of our trail runner friends would do in that situation, but it it also, um, you know, fell off on you, Grace. It made an impression on you, and she probably didn't even realize it, and probably other people that have somewhat of a similar story. So, you know, one small act of kindness affects more people than you think, especially in this running community. Yeah, it was, uh, I appreciate that. And I, I know, uh, and kind of from that day forward, I was, I, I just loved grace and all of that. So, and then, like I said, Deb was supposed to run with me this yeah. last week and uh, got sick. So yeah. we didn't even know that uh, up front, but we've been trying to run together ever since that. And I don't even know what year, what year was that? Oh, 2017 or 2018. Yeah, somewhere around there. So, and Deb yeah. and I have been trying to run a race since then uh, a couple of different times. We just can't. Like, so. Yeah. And so you just ran a 50 miler. I did. I ran my first, my very first 50 miler. Stone Mill 50. So tell us about Stone Tell me about Stone Mill 50 because I don't know much about it. Stone Mill 50 is actually a really great race. Um, part of the appeal um, to it is it's cheap. <laughs> it's like 60 bucks and you get to run a 50 miler, unlike JFK that was just this past weekend. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. so, right. Um, but yeah, it's a great course. Um, Probably the hardest part about the course is it's very runnable, most of it. So mm -hmm. unlike here, and here, I mean, I I live where, you know, Eastern States is born. So um, me finding trails that I could train on <laughs> was a challenge. But um, the, the course itself is really great. It's kind of weird in some ways because you are on, it's basically urban trails. It's right outside of D.C., you're on trails and you're technically in the woods but sometimes you're running through a big somebody's backyard um <laughs> and you hit it you know you pop up and there's a starbucks and you're on the road for two miles and then you you know cruise back down into the woods so it's kind of cool if you're always for the most part you're in the woods but you're stone's throw away from civilization too which is not what we get around here at all so um I really, it, the aid stations were great. It was cool. I had my Eastern States hat on and, you know, people would recognize you at the aid station. Like, Hey, that's cool that you've done that race. And I'm like, no, I've not done that race, but <laughs> I have a little bit to do with it. So yeah. Um, so just a really, really good course. Very well run. Um, Is it a single loop, double loop? It's a single, it's one big loop, one big loop. Oh, wow. so, that's impressive. Yeah. It's got about 64. 400 feet of gain through the whole 50 wow. miles. So it's, it's it, like I said, it's really runnable. It's some nice trails. Mm -hmm. I call them very airplaneable trails. So <laughs> airplane There's a lot of this going on. Yeah. So. Um, oh yeah, it was great. I, I had a, I had a blast. Uh, it was so super fun. And that's all I wanted out of it is for it to be fun. You had an amazing crew. Ben was supposed to be on with you tonight to talk a little bit about that race and Eastern States, but he, he had something come up, so he can't make it, but, uh, you know, did looking back at it, you know, do you think you could have done as well as you did without the crew? 
for this race? No, those they were really um, super great. And I'm sad that Ben's off doing whatever it is Ben does tonight. Because um, Ben's basically a professional crew person. And I really think he's that way because then he can seek out every brewery around right. um, whatever course possible. So um, they were really, really great to have. So going into it, they asked me, because I could have had a pacer, uh, um, but I opted not to. And, and Patrick especially asked me, what do you want my role to be here? Because I know that he would have paced me if I had asked him to, or my brother would have. My brother was there with me too. And I said, this is something that I feel like I need to do on my own, but I need to be able to see you guys. Mm-hmm. And they did everything I asked. I mean, they got me in and out of aid stations. They were, I won't say mean, but they were bossy with me when they felt they <laughs> Good. Gosh, I'm so tired of being bossed around by Ben all the time. <laughs> yeah. And it's a good time to mention, if you don't follow both Jade and Ben on Facebook <laughs> to watch their memes going back and forth, you are missing out because it is, it just brightens my day every day. I- we have a good brother sister rapport going on. So I take a lot of heat from these guys. So yeah. um, I try to take it well, but sometimes it's fun. It might hurt my feeling. I don't know. Um, no, it was, it, they were, they honestly, they were awesome. They really, I, it wouldn't have been the same experience. I won't say I couldn't have done it if they weren't there, but I definitely wouldn't have had the same experience if they weren't there. Yeah. Sure. It was super important that I have them there. They've all three of those guys in some way have played a very important part in not only ultra running as a whole for me, but in the journey that I've had personally this year, they have Mm -hmm. all three played a very important role in that. And for me, I I needed them there. They needed to be there with me for that. So. Yeah. Your crew in life and on the trails, right? They are. They are. It's, I couldn't ask for a better stranger. Pack of <laughs> it's, it's been it's been great to um, to be friends over these past few years and kind of you know watch you weather um, storms and rock tumble through it and just come out like a champ and then decide well I'm gonna go run a fifty miler and jump straight back into it. So um, it's been really inspirational because life happens for people and sometimes life happens and and you can, uh, sometimes you got to take some time and just like be in it and you can get stuck there or you can come back out the other side when you're ready. And um, it's been great to see you back out on the trail. So Thank you. You know what? I have this tattoo that I got this year that says, feel it to heal it. And it's really important to me because you have to get Mm -hmm. through those feelings to get through the healing. And I am, I I refuse to camp out in it. We all have ups and downs and I refuse to camp out there. And also I have two kids. So my Mm -hmm. son who's also, who is very important to being 16, but I'm also have a 20 year old daughter and she needs to see that she has a mom who can accomplish whatever, no matter what happens. And that's just, it's kind of my role in her life at this point is that that's what I'm there for. I'm there to be her friend and her coach and make sure that no no matter how hard things get, you can 
you can, you can change your mindset. You can get out of that headspace and it's really up to you to do it. So. Yeah. Yeah. You can't prevent hard things from happening to you to begin with. And I think that that's really the, the lesson is you can't hide away and say, well, if I just don't ever get close to anybody and <laughs> you know, that then, then nothing bad will ever happen in my life. You know, you got to have um, close relationships and, and sometimes, and so the other side of that means that there's going to be pain and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And you can come back out the other side. So it's, um, excited for you and and just think again you're just this little shining example of light in my life and i love it oh i love you Grace. <sighs> okay okay Break oh, it off. I you. although you do freak me out with the baby beard with the what baby beard you said you're good now you're saying it freaks you out i don't know what to do i do it does look good but it's just so odd to talk to you because you know i know how many years were you growing that and every conversation we have there's this Weird. I know. Um, now he has a round little face. I know. He's very <laughs> a dwarf little face. Something's wrong with me. I don't know. All right, back to you, Jade. So you just ran a 50 miler mm -hmm. and you're feeling good. You came out of it feeling good, no injuries or yeah. anything. So mm -hmm. what's next on your plate? Mm, well, so I'm gonna change gears a little bit and go to something probably a little more technical a little closer to home mm -hmm. okay. um, <laughs> is the registration coming up soon mm, it's not my own race i'll tell you that i know no, i am my my plan i was gonna say my hope and anybody who knows me would know that i would yell at somebody for saying hope because hope is not a strategy my plan nice is to um, do World's End 100K. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say yeah. that. I thought I was, I thought I was kind nice. of nice. I did that, you know, the year that I did the 50K before the year that we, you know, that Deb crashed and broke herself, um, I did the 50K and finished it and came across the finish line and said, that was so fun, I should have done the 100K. Mm. Well, I really haven't, you know, life again, life happens and I really didn't get back around to it. So now it's time. Yeah. So now I'm just going to go run up and down mountains for the next six months and try to like it because I really hate <laughs> climbing. That's pretty, that's pretty much a, a, a perfect plan for training for World's End, honestly. Yeah. yeah I, I, think I think getting time on the course is one of the best mm -hmm. trainings for that race. If you need company you let me know and i will be there <laughs> one company and i'm lucky in that i you know i do live in basically at the foothills of the eastern states course so mm -hmm. i can go run up and down the damn run climb all day long and that's my least favorite climb eastern states course <laughs> i'm gonna learn to love it yeah you will I'm happy to run either course in practice. I will I will do training runs on either one. Uh, that is super exciting. And a World's End 100K is a very difficult 100K. It is it is the most it's what if you don't know about it through word of mouth and you only know about it by looking at the course and the elevation gain, you will be very surprised on race day. I I can't tell you how many people I've talked to I, 
at race day, like during running, and they're like, I, I made a big mistake. <laughs> I've heard that comment many times. If you know what you're getting into, you know, a lot of times you're you're fine, you know, but yeah. um, for some people they're fine. And then there's people like me who just DNF it over and over. But uh, if you don't know what you're getting into, it's, it's hard. Yeah, I that year I paced you. You were super strong. Yeah, eh. yeah. I got well, close. I got close. I do. I sense a pattern of sorts. I guess I would say. I mean, you did the your world done fifty k was a couple of years ago, and you you helped out a runner. I get that. And then you you did the fifty. You're doing did stone mill fifty miler. Now we're doing world done hundred k. I just I feel like there's definitely a if we drew this on a piece of paper, there'd be a pattern going up. Okay. I don't know how else to put that. Mm -hmm. You know, I wonder where that peak is, you know? I wonder too. Hmm. You might just have to wonder for a while. I guess <laughs> I guess the running mullet crowd will have to wonder for a while. That's fair yeah. enough. That's fair I enough. I have always said so. Okay, so here's what I will say about Eastern States. So many people have asked me, of course, being a race director, they say, Oh, of course you've run this. No. Crazy. Um, yeah. I've run every part of the Eastern States course, just not all at once. Right. So I, I can't respond. And I will say, no, I'll never do it. Now I say not yet. So yeah. that is that is my standard response right now. Not yet. That's 2024 a big is not my year to do yeah. that. No, I wasn't insinuating it was gonna be this year. And you know, there's no reason to race stuff, especially when it gets that big to uh you know, yeah. rush stuff, I should say, not race stuff, but no. And probably when I do it, nobody will probably know. I'll just show up on race day and run. So, <laughs> well, you kind of have to but, show up either way, being <laughs> I know so I'm there no matter what. It's just a yeah. matter of fact, throw my pack on when the clock winds down to 5 a.m. Yeah. All right. Are we ready to talk about a little bit of Eastern states? For the How do you want to talk about Eastern states? Hold not, on. not, don't go spilling any beans yet. Easy. We're going to eat into it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Please put your hat More on. More bossy men in my life. There we go. All right. So the biggest news as of yet this year for Eastern States, from what at least what how I feel, is that you don't need a qualifier anymore, correct? Yeah, correct. So that's going to possibly um, expedite registration numbers pretty quick. There's, I think there's a good chance we might get – we might see – the numbers fill up hopefully a little faster um, because of that, not having to worry about that. Well, can we still should worry about it. So I do want to, can I talk about that for a minute? <laughs> I, I want to talk about it. You go first. I can't wait. Okay. So listen, the elimination of the qualifying standard does not mean that the course is any different. Yep. So, we are just trusting that people will police themselves mm -hmm. rather than Ben and I having to go through all of the registrations and picking out the people that don't qualify and kicking them out right. or having to field the landslide of emails that come in that say, well, I ran, um, you know, a, a road marathon or what, whatever. I mean, some are legitimate and some are really reaching in the arc. So we're just letting people decide for themselves, but it still needs to be a well thought out decision. We are, this is not a freshman. This is an Eastern States 101. This is a graduate level course. 
Yep. And it needs yeah. to be treated as such. Yeah. It's a good I, way to put it. I was excited to see this. And one of the reasons why is because, uh, you know, there were kind of two pieces that I thought of instantly. And mm -hmm. uh, because I've dabbled, personally dabbled, and then also like I watch a lot of people who do FKTs, mm -hmm. FKTs are not a race and they don't count as qualifiers. And I have seen people do incredibly difficult FKTs thinking, oh my gosh, that's harder than X race. You know, Jordan Copenhaver is a good example where he does a lot of solo stuff out on the trail, um, but somebody like him has to go out and find a race to qualify when he's done more difficult stuff. Um, and then the other piece of it um, personally that I think about is the cost factor. So when really all you want to do is run Eastern States, you have to spend all this additional money on another race, mm -hmm. potentially more than one to qualify just so that you can get into. So the one race ends up the cost of two races because you have to qualify for it. Um, and I think about the cost partially because over here on more so on the East Coast, and especially there are little pockets of trail running communities where there are a lot of fat ass runs. And mm -hmm. down here in South Central Pennsylvania, we have some very, very low cost races, and we kind of keep it that way. We don't, um, they're, they're also not a ton of swag or anything like that, you know, like you get what you pay for. And so, um, there's some low cost races around here. We kind of like it that way. And when you start talking about, well, you got to pay this money for this race, and then you got to do another thing and another thing, it's like, well, now we're just eliminating part of the crowd who, um, you know, for whatever reason, maybe, you know, by choice, I know super awesome people who uh, just like to keep their costs low, um, right. you know, just because that's their lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. Not that they can't afford it or anything like that, but that's their lifestyle, not to spend mm -hmm. extra money. And so I thought for the price, as well as just because racing isn't all there is out there. There's a lot of other very difficult things you can do that can prepare you um, for mm -hmm. something like Eastern State. So I, I thought it was a good move. Exactly. I mean, you you really hit the nail on the head there. It, 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 um, cost was something that came in to play with us. And, um, you know, we don't want people to have to spend more money than they need to. And there, there are, there are a lot of people that have done more difficult things. I mean, that should qualify for it, but because they didn't have an actual race, um, they didn't qualify. Eh. Is it really up to us to say? So we are trusting that everyone takes their um, grown adult status seriously <laughs> and decides from there um, if they are capable of uh -huh you know, completing, because we all know that even the most prepared runner, um, the most experienced runner, it might not be their day. And yeah. We've all seen it on this very course. Oh my so. gosh. And uh, I think like, you know, Steve Larrick at World's End is very strong runner and he just like tree in the face and gets stitches i what was it mile two yeah something like that I, you know sometimes it's just not your day. killian jornet 
steps on a bee and gets a bee sting and has to pull himself from UTMB. And it was like mile 20 when that happened. You know, the best ultra runners in the world, sometimes it's just not their day. Um, But it can not be your day on the day of your qualifying race. And then you have to do another one. I don't know. I just think it's a it's a good move. And on top of that, I there was a, a race director um, who had made the decision to stop doing def- deferrals and transfers. And one of the reasons why he was like, look, I'm a vo- like I do this for free. I make no money off of this. And it's mostly just me. And honestly, I can't I don't have the time for that much administration of this thing because it sells out every year and it's like 450 runners Mm -hmm. he's like i just can't do it anymore so i'm not going to do deferrals and transfers and and at the end of the day i'm like oh that's a good point it's stuff we don't think about you know yeah we don't do deferrals for that very reason it's it's a a bookkeeping night you know so we don't do that either we did during the pandemic um we gave that option but that is not something that you're going to get. Now, I mean, we do have a couple of valid reasons that you can get a deferral. You know, somebody's deployed or has sure. Right. There are reasons, obviously, that we allow it. But in general, no. All right. So any other big updates that you can think of? Um, hmm. I think people want to know when registration opens, but I'm going to hang on to that one. For the a river. Well, you're keeping the yeah, keeping the river crossing. That, that's saying, and I'm, I'm, I'm oh. asking. I'm not asking. It, it better be there because I, I'm planning on being the, the captain for that aid station again. And so, what if anything, right? Well, wait, wait before well, the creek crossing, it's a creek. It's a creek. So the, what if Jade? What if I volunteered to be the aid station captain for that aid station right now, and you had to pick between us? Would you pick me or would you pick her? Well, here's the thing: I don't have to decide because the um, the returning captain takes priorities. Oh, <laughs> I don't have to make that decision, and I don't. I'm glad that you didn't. Yeah. Could I could I have like a cooler job title than Eric? Yeah, how about volunteer? Just volunteer. That's the other thing. Is like assistant to the race director. What what she is saying. Assistant to the assistant race director. Yeah. What she what Jade is saying, and because I've seen it, and I'm no race director, is like it once you have somebody willing to volunteer and help at an aid station or run an aid station. Yeah. You you want to do everything you can to hopefully they want you know keep them at that spot. That's fair. Anybody listening that is not going to sign up whenever Eastern States registration may be, I would say for me as a captain, please please help out at the aid stations, whether it's mine or another one, because the experience you get is right up there with running the race, if not better, uh, because you see. Mm-hmm. Everybody, when you're running the race, you maybe talk with a couple people while you're running other runners and you see the aid stations as you go through them and buy them. But being at an aid station, you see you see the tears, you see the laughter, you see the crew helping every runner and you get to help every runner by being a volunteer. So that's my that's my um, sales pitch for being a volunteering for a race such as Eastern States is it's very, you're a very important part of it, but it's, 
it's amazing to to be a part of it. And we love it. I I mean, the volunteers are are absolutely my favorite, and my favorite among the volunteers are the kids that volunteer um, because they're just little, you know, they're just little trail runners in the making, and it's such an amazing opportunity for them to to see, you know. The, just the grit and what you can do when you put your mind to it. And again, like that's exactly the reason that we do these things, right. Is because we want to, and we want to perpetuate this, the next generation. And that's our, that's our future trail runners. They're, they're our future ultra runners. And we love to show them the positive side of like, this is community. This is community at its best. And there, there's no better place to be that weekend, whether you are pacing crewing there is a separate facebook page for people who are interested in pacing if you don't know someone personally who's running it and you want to pace it it's a great way to get some experience on the course on race day and there is a, a facebook group for that so you can pace it you can crew it you can volunteer it and there is nowhere else i ever want to be that weekend it is so much fun it is. And we also, if you're, you know, in the air, if you're doing training runs or whatever, we also need people in the weeks leading up to that. I mean, we have 103 miles of trail to maintain and it takes a huge, huge staff of people um, to do those things. So, and we've got flagging to do when you think about that, it's 103 miles of trail to flag um, to make sure that it's marked correctly, to make sure the signage is put up so that people don't take our flags down. Um, and then there's the cleanup the week after. So our cleaning crew does a great job of coming in behind um, the sweepers and cleaning. But then we still have to go back out and inspect the work. So there are so many pieces of the puzzle that have to fall into place here. And, you know, it seems kind of seamless on race day. At least we hope it does. Mm -hmm. But there are there's so many people. And this is truly a team. You know, Ben and I are race directors. But it's kind of an odd title to have because every single part of this race team brings something special to the table and they bring some kind of talent that they just naturally fill a piece of the puzzle. And we wouldn't, we, we just wouldn't be able to, to do what we do without them. So, Oh, I see Steve come up and say, we need medical volunteers. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Yeah, um, Steve's our medical director, so uh, medical coordinator. Yeah. So yeah, we always need medical volunteers too. And we've really built that team. Steve and Kayla have done a great job of building up our medical team over the last few years. So we, it's such a cool opportunity for them too. So it's fun. It's definitely fun. Awesome. Well, when does the Eastern States happen? No, I, yeah. no, there's something else I want to tell you first. So I'll I'll wait. We'll we'll wait on that. But um, so you know we've been capped at 250 runners since mm -hmm. the start, right? Mm -hmm. And last year we put into play this solo division because we wanted to see if we could add more people mm -hmm. without increasing clutter yeah. <laughs> because we know you guys have been at aid stations you know how insane that can be especially at a crew pacer station so this year we have gotten permission to increase our cap to <gasps> 300 runners i know wow. but here is there's just a little trick to this the extra 50 are our solo division 
So mm-hmm. it does not awesome. add any more to the crew division. We added an extra 50 to the solo division because as you know, if you've, you guys know this and anybody who's run a race knows you can absolutely do this without a crew. Our aid stations yeah. take such good care of you. And even if you, yeah. you end up, you know, kind of pairing up with somebody to run with that you don't necessarily need a pacer because you always will mm-hmm. find somebody that's running the train. Um, and our aid stations will take absolutely great care of you. So it is a hundred percent doable without a crew. So, um, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting you brought up the medical volunteers because I think part of the reason why is because of those medic tents. Mm-hmm. If your feet need anything at all, you go in there and say, can you just take care of these little dogs right here? And they mm-hmm. just, they, yeah. they, they spiff you up. Like Better they, than get, me. <laughs> they get you ready to go. So uh, the, between, um, you know, when you say the the aid stations take care of you, I think it's head to toe they take care of you, not just your belly, you know, mm-hmm. not just getting your beverages and topping off your water and everything, but they truly take care of you mentally, physically. They have, um, Eric, at your aid station, there's a bonfire pit so you can warm up, get yourself settled. You know, it's it's I think not we're not just talking snacks and water you know? Yeah. Well, a giant chunk of our volunteer base, they're ultra runners. Yeah. And, uh, and another chunk of them, they have run Eastern States in some capacity, either running the race as a participant, been a pacer. Been crew mm-hmm. for some, so there's so much experience at our aid stations. Um, yeah. They just there's a lot of race them. directors. <laughs> like there's a we lot of people. There a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You got a lot of volunteers mm-hmm. who are race directors. They like they do a lot of volunteering, a lot of crewing. It's it's. A, you, I think you're right. That's probably one of the things that makes the aid station so good is there's so much experience at those aid stations, and they know what people need, even if they don't know they need it. Yeah. I think I think what I mean for Tomb Flats, I think one of the biggest things that makes it. I would say probably the best one out there is the hugs that I give. Honestly, I mean, oh. if anybody needs a hug, I, I give hugs. So it that's, is the, that's I, mean, I think different. it's, I think it's the hugs combined with the cheetah shorts. Yeah, oh. it's a little bit of both. Yeah, but will it be different now that the beard's not there? <sighs> Maybe I'll wear a fake one or something. I don't know. I don't Who know. Knows? <laughs> yeah, it might be different. You're right. I, my hugs will still feel the same, I think. No, oh, you won't have that tickling going on. I don't know. Yeah. I'll, I'll bring a feather or something. <laughs> <laughs> don't bring a feather. All right. When is Eastern State? Wait a minute. Weird. <laughs> Good job. When's this race happening? Date. Oh, you want me to tell you now when the race the is date. happening? Yeah. Um, it's the second week in August. When is that? Yeah. Okay. That's good enough. I forgot. It's like the 10th, the 11th or something like that. All right. So we, we meaning Grace and I are feel very, um, I don't know, just happy, I guess that, that we are going to announce the big, the big ending to the show being, um, Eastern States news. And that's going to be when registration opens, right? Uh Are you ready to hear that? I think we're probably ready for it. The, I, so I the, to clarify, the race is August 10th, 
2024. Thank and then 11. I, was, I had it. I was, I was yes, August 10th and 11th. And one can registration for the register for this race on what date? Um, registration opens. Are you ready? General. This Friday at 6 p.m. Black Friday, the day after your turkey day. So eat your turkey, take your turkey nap. Do whatever crazy shopping you do online. Set nice. your alarm. This Friday at what time? 6 p.m. 6 p.m. Okay. 6 p.m. Done. Not 6 a.m. 6 p.m. Did I say a.m.? Awesome. Um, we do expect a sold out because of eliminating the, uh, the qualifier. Mm -hmm. We do expect to sell out faster than ever this year. So I, I don't know. Like I mean, I, I, you're probably right. I'm, yeah. It's going to happen. But I, I'm curious to see. How much faster and stuff like that? It might yeah. not. I don't know. It usually takes us a little while, just because of one, the qualifier, and two, it's you know, it's not something that you just do on a whim. Yeah, um, but I'll be interested. It is something that you do after a drink, though. So yeah, very <laughs> true. My best race decisions have been made while there's a beer in my hand. Yeah, yeah. I speak from experience on that one. So this Friday at 6 p.m., uh, a lot of people are going to decide their fate on this following year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. I can't wait to see some new faces next year and welcome all the old faces back, too. Um, but I'm I'm really excited. I'm excited to see how many of my athletes sign up for it. And uh, I, I'm super excited because Ben already said that we could do, uh, the finish line again. That'll be fun. You guys did a great job. Yeah. I just, yeah, I want to see that keep going. Yeah, I'm excited to live stream from the finish line, especially now that we've had more experience with it and we can do a better job. So I think that's going to be uh, a lot of fun. I don't know what you're, you, I mean, you've got two flats and then you can join me at the finish line, right, Eric? Join you at the finish line. The finish line was made up of 90% Eric and Grace slid in at the end. I 10%. was busy. Yeah, well, we didn't join you. Okay. I, I held that finish line live. So how dare you, ma'am? I was bringing Laura to the finish. Well, this she year. She had an awesome team. race. Thank you. We're, we're a team in the running. Well, I need to be team. here for this argument. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh, it's like if we would have had Ben on here tonight, nobody would we wouldn't have gotten anything done. No. It would have been yeah, Ben and I fighting and you two fighting. Oh uh, yeah. We are I my hopes are to hopefully do the Tombs Flats aid station again. And I'm going to hopefully have a live feed from there again. Hopefully it doesn't rain for hours on end, so I can get some good stuff there. And then yeah, pack it up and have a live feed at the finish. That I mean that live feed at the Eastern States finish line is our, you know, by far has the most viewers of any of our live shows yet. Yeah. Mainly because it was like eight hours long, but we don't need to tell anybody. Well, and the crazy um, part is that we can get we have service now to be able to do that. I mean, yeah. how yeah. far have we come with our advancing technology that we can we we can have service? We can have satellite. You know, it's nuts to me. That you know, five years ago we wouldn't have even dreamed about it. You wouldn't get a blip of a cell phone signal, and now we're you guys can live feed from there. Yeah, it's awesome. crazy. And we're getting better all the time. We have more stuff coming. 
So it's great. Cool. Well, I'm sure you're going to post the registration and, and stuff on the, the Eastern States page um, very shortly, probably tomorrow or after the show, whatever. But yeah. anybody who's watching, I'm sure you can find that information there. But thank you for being on and giving for allowing the, the running mullet to be the 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 show that has announced the registration. Of course, we love you guys. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you so much. And I'm sure I'll be seeing you guys soon. Yeah, congratulations on your 50 miler. What are you running? Are you running anything this weekend, Jade? This weekend, I'm probably going to go to Heiner to do the Black Friday. We'll probably see you there. Yeah, I'm taking a little bit easy right now. Um, just because I don't really have, you know, I'm just kind of cruising into the new year now. So yeah, yeah. same here. Mm -hmm. What about you, Grace? What are you doing this weekend? Uh, just my wild and hot turkey trot and then uh, Spring Valley Four Miler, the second race in the York Roadrunners Club Winter Series. So that's that's all I got. Cool. Ask How about me. you? I'm doing Adam Kolb's Turkey Trot in Liberty. It's the I think he, oh man, I think it's the eighth annual gobble, 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 turkey trot. Nice. On Thursday morning. And then I am, I believe Becky and I, and I think the kids are going to the Heiner Fun Run on Friday or Black yeah. Friday Fun Run. And then and, you are, you're kicking off your winter challenge, right? Yeah. The, the run streak, run, walk, crawl, workout streak starts on Thanksgiving day. Thank you. Yeah. Which we have like 50 or 60 people signed up for that. And that's just basically to keep people motivated through this feeding season that we make ourselves go through of delicious cookies and treats and, you know, just jolly good time all the way through the new year. Yeah. It's a good how, time can people, year. how can people sign up for that? On our Facebook group page, Grace, thanks for asking. I don't know what. Oh, and the other thing I got to say, I have a new episode of the mullet. Uh, yes. Chronicles up from Marine Corps Marathon. Angie Schoonover did a phenomenal race report um, for her 2023 race. And she also ran it in 2022. And the logistics changed a little bit from year to year. So especially if anybody's interested in like the details of the logistics of it, it's, it's just a, a really great race report. So that is out already. And then that's part of what I'm going to do this weekend. I'm going to record some episodes of the Mullet Chronicles. I'm excited. Super. Yeah. So you can talk in that nice voice again. Put people. I to can sleep. talk like this. Yeah. Cool. I can talk however I want to talk. Yeah. Awesome. Well. Yeah, that's my weekend. Buck hunting is this weekend, so I'll be going out and hunting for deer after Friday. Okay. Sounds fun. We'll be back Monday with another super duper episode. Awesome. All right. Thanks again, Jade, for staying you. on. It's your time, and Thanks, we look Jade. forward to seeing you in the near future. Grace, I will see you next Monday. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Have, Have a good night. Week. Bye. Bye. Bye.